to talk to you for a, a little bit tonight um, from the Apostle Paul, and uh, we're going to look at Acts, the 27th chapter, and I'm not going to read all of it. I'd love to, love to read all of it just to get you um, um, knowing where I'm coming from, but I'll talk about several of them and several things about it. But we see in these verses of Scripture in the 27th chapter, we see that Paul is, is uh, he's in prison. We see that uh, uh, some tough things are happening in his life. We're living in a tough time in society. The economy may be going great, but there's still problems and difficulties throughout the world. I was reading just yesterday with all of these problems with, that are coming about with Iran. And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves, uh, you know, wishing havoc upon them, wishing that, you know, because of the, the people that are in control in Iran, we'll, we'll you know, wish they weren't even existed. And we forget about the fact that there's probably... There, there's not everyone in Iran is is a, a terrorist. Not everyone in Iran is is bad. In fact, I was reading just the other day that there's six million Christians in Iran that worship in the underground church. Six million. That's quite a few Christians that are there. And so it's important for us to understand that the troubles that are going on in our world and in our time that that we need to earnestly pray about the things that are going on. We're living in tough times. We see the things that are going on in the Middle East and in Iran and that whole area over there in, in the Middle East that, that so quickly and so easily that we can see prophecy beginning to take shape and things are beginning to happen that we read about in Scripture of the coming of the Lord is coming and the things that will transpire. So it's important for us to understand and realize that there are problems in our world. There's problems in our country when, when we have political parties that can't even, uh, they can't agree on anything. It's become so political right down the line that, that privately they may think one thing, but publicly they're going to be right down the line against each other uh, totally. We're in some tough and terrible times. But we understand that during those tough and terrible times that God has a plan and an answer for all situations. We look in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts and we see that Paul is going through some tough times. We see that he's been uh, uh, detained and he was uh, his voyage of going to Rome was fixing to, in the process of taking place, and storms came up, and terrible things happened, and we see that, that he was on that journey, and the journey took several turns before he could get to where he meant to go, and, and it wasn't pleasantry as far as him being able to get there, but it was all a part of the plan that God had for him to see the end of what's coming up. Paul, we look at his life and we see all sorts of, uh, of troubles that he had. Uh, in prison, shipwreck, 
all of these things left for dead, just anything terrible that you could think of in your mind, Paul had to go through. But Paul always had the outlook that God was in control and that things were going to work out for what's best for him and best for the church. And and so we need to understand that, that although things look bad, God has a plan. And so we see here that Paul begins his journey and he's passing in in difficulty places that that came from from everywhere. And then in the ninth verse of the, the book, 27th chapter of Acts, we see where Paul uh, warned them. He said, now when much time had been spent in sailing, he was on his journey, uh, sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over. And then Paul told them, Paul had been fasting while he was on the ship. He was going to Rome. He, he was certain death was in his future. Terrible things were happening, and uh, storms were raging, and they had to, had to change the way that they were going. But we see that Paul advised them after he came off of his fast of praying, and God spoke to him, and Paul told them, he said, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of the cargo in the ship, but also our lives. And we we see that he he was telling them, we don't need to take this journey. We need to wait. We don't need to go. But they were determined to do it. But he was, he after fasting and praying, he, he realized what was supposed to happen. But we look further on in, in the verse of the chapter as he prayed and as he sought God, we see that things changed again. And in the 27th chapter, and we get down to the 22nd verse, we see that this is now said. He said, now I urge you to take heart. God had spoken to him again through his prayer and fasting. Things changed. He said, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. So in tough times, we see that God still came in control. After fasting and praying, God changed things in his life. We understand that he was a a prisoner. He was under indictment. He was on the voyage to his death. And and if it was, you know, we see ourselves heading toward uh, death or heading toward terrible things, we would, you know, I I don't care about listening. I'm not going to help these folks. I'm dying anyway. When I get there, so who cares if this boat sinks or sim? You know, he's dying. But we see that Paul never lost hope of what his his journey and what his reason for being there, and he kept the faith. So he was on his death to voyage. He was a prisoner under indictment. He's a man unsure of his future. His ministry could come to an abrupt end at any moment. His whole life's work could be terminated because he had, has to face Caesar on trial for his life. And we see that all of these things begin to happen, but on the voyage from Thessalonica he, 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 to Rome, a terrible storm comes up, and the sun is lost, and the stars are lost. And they say, for 14 days and nights, he saw nothing but a northeastern wind, and it 
push the boat around like just a, a piece of paper. And this, it wasn't a, a huge boat. It was a, a, a little sailboat as far as boats in that day and time uh, existed. It, it was, uh, uh, it was uh, maneuvered by oars. It had uh, about 300, it could accommodate about 300 people in the hull of the ship. They had wheat and a few passengers and cargo, and, but they had no compass. They had no charts. They knew nothing. And on top of all of these troubles and these problems that came upon them, we see that Paul was the one they were blaming the storm on. That's pretty normal, pretty typical. Find ways when problems comes, everything gets blamed. You know how it is. Things aren't going good at the house or things aren't going good at the job. Our minds start determining on what causes all of these problems and, and all these situations. When things aren't going as good in the church and, you know, uh, it's a rough time spiritually and not a good time like we've had, we begin to try, well, it's the preacher's fault, it's the singer's fault. It's everybody else. It's, 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 it's just we, we learn to blame everything, and that's what they had decided to do. They had decided the best way is since, since this guy was the big mouth and this was the guy trying to tell us what to do, it had to be his fault. And they began to blame Paul for all of these troubles and all of these things that were happening. The waters began to pour in. The timbers of the ship began to to crack and the waters became to come in they began to throw everything overboard to try to save the ship and not only is he on a voyage of his life but we see he's blamed for this storm but when the going really gets rough and things get hard and things get tough we see that Paul had the capacity to see that he could get tough himself spiritually we're living in a time and an age that's real disturbing to me. Many of you are here have been Christians for a long time. You're brought up in the church, and, and, and you, you, you've been in church for years, and you grew up, on, as some of us said, on the pews and on carpets on the floor, and we saw rough times and tough times. But in the days, we saw that, that people's faith still hung tough, and that's what kept the church being the church of what we know today because people hung on to their faith, but we're living in a day and time that's, that's not always the case. You can see people one week that uh, they're on top of the world. The next week, woe is me. You know, one foot in hell and one foot in heaven. That's where they're staying most of the time, you know, and whichever way the wind blows is which way they're leaning. That's the society that we're in. That's the society. And many of you can be like me and remember your parents or your grandparents and understood how strong they were in the faith. And I don't know about you, but I long to see more people that in the midst of trouble and in the midst of problem, they're strong in the faith like Paul was that all of these things were going happening to him and death was in the future and he was going to die for what he was doing for the church and what he was doing for God. He was going to die because of it, but he still held on to the faith 
and began to try to minister to those that he was with and around. I don't know about you, but I long for that strong faith in the church. Strong faith. We see people that, and, and their family isn't here, but we, we, we see the family, that the Kennedys, and, and I've watched them. They're strong in their faith. I've watched them go through this journey of, of cancer and this journey that was going on in their life. And Sheena and I had talked several times and were praying for them and thinking about them and talking in, in, in at, the, at home of, of how strong their faith is in the midst of all of these problems and all these situations and, and cancer and all of this. Their faith is strong. I don't know about you, but I want a strong faith in my life that can't be shaken by just whatever goes on because you and I realize we're living in a world that's a dangerous world and things can change at the drop of a hat. Things can change in our life and we get a diagnosis from the doctor and, and our world just changes. And we need a strong faith. We need a strong faith for ourselves that we can trust God through our problems and difficulties. But we need a strong faith for our family and for our kids because they learn the direction and they learn their faith through us. What they see in us is what they usually become. You don't like what you're seeing in the mirror. Uh, Lord, you need you in trouble. What you see in your spiritual life, and we all know and realize that we could be better than what we are spiritually, and, and we can get closer to God, but when we look at ourselves and we, we don't like the strength of our faith or the strength in what we believe or, or the strength in our prayers, we need to we need to take a look because we also have family. You that are parents, you know how it is. You can't pray up every time that your kids call and say, Hey, Mama, Daddy, I need you to help me pray about this. Because they're not going to call you until the situation is pretty serious. We've got to know our faith. We've got to be able to come through in the tough times because we never know when we're going to have to stand. Paul. We see the situation that Paul's in. He was blamed for the storm. He's blamed for all of these things that were going on. But when the going really got tough, that's when Paul had the capacity to get tougher. And we see it in verse 22 when he told them all that were on the ship that were scared to death and everything was fixing to happen. I could just see, you know, he, 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 the way he said this, he's one of these guys, he just wants to slide. He's just way too, too joyous. I can almost picture the way he said it. He said, be of good cheer. You just don't like that folks have to interchange that with the terrible thing. Paul, with all of these things happening, the storm raging, the ship going down, the boards of the boat were falling, 
Everything's been thrown over that could be thrown over. Paul hears from God. Paul's faith was strong enough and tough enough spiritually that he could still hear from God during all of these difficult times. If we're not careful when we get in difficult times, our, our, our ears aren't as tuned in with God. We're too uh, tuned in to the problem in the situation and not as tuned in to hearing from God. But Paul, in the midst of all of this, he was tuned in. Be of good cheer. Not one of us shall lose his life. Even though it's you. We don't think about that in our situation today. You know, we may wake up tomorrow and the stock, stock, market, stock market goes broke. And every, every one of your 401k in retirement could be gone. Paper money could be useless. Still, that hope, faith, and trust in our Lord because He's going to take care of us. He's the only hope that we have in life. He's the only thing that, that is firm and stable in this world. Nothing is stable in this world except our faith in Him. Paul said, be of good cheer. Not one of us shall lose his life, even if the ship goes down. Be of good cheer. Good cheer. Read the headlines. this stuff with Iran, you know, I, I wake up of a morning and think, what am I going to see when I pick up my phone and look at my news outlets? Because of war? Has any more missiles come? What's happening? What's happening? The headlines looks like the ship could be going down. Bank account. Go to the mailbox in those nice oval envelopes. You don't get many bills in the mail anymore. Just email. The gospel says be of good cheer. Troubles here, but the gospel, the word says be of good cheer. Hard to be when things look rough, but be of good cheer. When sickness comes to the house, be of good cheer. When, when, when the kids go through things you never thought would happen to your family, be of good cheer. God still has everything under control. Paul was on his way to certain death, but he still was say, be of good cheer. He knew that God still had everything in control. didn't make him feel any better. I guarantee you it didn't make him feel any better. He was still new that they weren't going to die on the ship, but he was still going to die if he made it to the end of his journey. 
16th chapter and 11th verse, and seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Strong faith. Matthew 7 and 7 said, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. I look at scriptures and we find ourselves many times it's after we already get in a situation. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying lightly of that because I thank God that after we get in situation, He's still there. But I believe that God is wanting us to get to the place spiritually that we can, can, can live by these scriptures before something happens. Luke 18 and 1 said men ought to always pray and what? Not to faint. Not to faint. Ephesians the 6th chapter tells us praying always with all prayer and supplication. And he went on a little bit further, said, do it in the Spirit. <laughs> Good cheer, even in trouble. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, tells us to pray without ceasing. James tells us, if any among us are afflicted, let him pray. situations begin tough spiritually when everything looks like it's going wrong. The waves are coming in the boat. The boat's falling apart. We could go in the water at any minute. We could die at any time. How am I going to do it? all been in those situations. How are we going to get out? What are we going to do? Anyone ever to look up and, and get tough and, and find the key to, to prayer and unlock the door of heaven, the first step we see in Paul, the apostle, is that in when the going really got tough, he verbalized his faith. He told God about it. In the process of prayer, it's being willing to tell God the way it really is. Many times, that's hard to do. We don't want to admit how things really are. midst of problems, how do we do it? Hard time verbalizing sometimes. We can't seem to get it out. We, 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 we play games with God and we circumvent all around the situation and the problem and cast blame and, and everything everywhere. tell him exactly how it is. We don't really want to 
tell God, but when we look at the men in the Bible, the first step in looking out of a tough situation and out of situations that were there was we see that they told God every detail of their life and they were earnest, thankful prayers. You see, Job, Job had been one of our kids when he was young. And he, he talked to God like this. He was probably slamming the Job said, Oh, that I could come to where he was. One translation says, I'd give him a piece of my mind. Job was joking. But that happened. He was earnest. Telling it like he God wanted Job to tell him how how it was so he could understand and realize that 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 he wanted to realize Job to realize that that God wanted to realize Job was humble and understood what was happening and that he was the escape and the answer to all these problems. And see Elijah, God, there's two hundred and fifty prophets of Baal out there. You want me to do what? We've all been there. Walking through Walmart, God wants you to pray for someone or talk to them. God, you want me to do, huh? Would you say that again? David in Psalms 51, he put it like this. He said, hide thy Blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. I don't know about you, but that that would be a be a prayer for this new year, wouldn't it? God, clean out all the situations that someone is going through and their problems and their difficulties. How many of us have walked into a restaurant or walked into work or walked into some place and somebody just wasn't as happy as we thought they ought to be and we think they're just terrible folk. We don't know their story. So speak to me. Earl, why didn't you shake my hand? You know, we don't know what their story is. Situations, life. God created me a right spirit so I could flow as Caleb just shared with us Sunday so we could flow in the spirit world to where God can do things that he wants to do.
gets to Rome, he knows that execution is here at hand. And we see as he tells God all about it. God knows what he's doing. All of the situation, you just think all the Paul's life, as we we can follow his life through Scripture, it's one of the best dramas that you could ever watch on TV. from their wickedness. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God wants us to look at the passage. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter said, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your wonder how many times God is just waiting on us to just go that extra mile, seek Him just a little further, just a little more. <laughs> what in the world do we have to do? Seek Him with half our church. Seek Him. I'm praying through our fasting. I'm praying as we disengage in this new year of what God wants pastor leads us into this new year of, of what God has spoken in his life that we direction and need to go that we just grasp a hold of it and just see what God does. Many of us have family members that God needs to get a hold of. God needs to, he can do it. Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Through righteousness, James tells us, just confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, and ye'll be healed. Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And obedience. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because he keeps his commandments and does those things that are pleasing Visualize the possibilities. There's some folks around here started visualizing their healing Sunday. Wow, what happened? went home and said, God healed ten people? Really? Go ahead. God wants to do so much through you. Let's pray. 
destiny and a plan. might choose the colors that he made for us he can view the pattern on it first time I can see it only this that thing sometimes he weaveth He knows just what is best. I shall leave Not till the loom is silent and the shuttered seats are quiet shall God unroll the curtains plan the dark of gold and silver the pattern things get tough life's tough nothing's easy about this journey God has a plan he has a plan for you and even for those you don't know just the continuing of your spirit that was around your Sunday morning. We don't take it lightly, Lord. God, let us not underestimate your power and your will for our life, but God, let us be humble and searching and strong in faith that we can do the things that you want us to do. Father, we love you. Lord, you said in your word it wouldn't return void, and I pray that what you said in 